Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Josh McDaniels momentarily looking forward to our first conversation together and delivering it to the great fans of the Raider Nation. We're brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2 a.m. with over 60-plus locations here in the Valley. You know where to go to watch sports, to talk Raiders, the Golden Knights, everything that's happening on a big week here in town. East-West Shrine Game, NHL All-Star Game, and the Pro Bowl. How about that, everybody? Build it and they will come. From T-Mobile Arena to obviously Allegiant Stadium, build it and they will come. And now they're flying to Vegas for global sports. It's incredible. We're always excited about that. We have a lot of sound before our interview. And after the interview, we'll get to what we think about this move. Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler. I thought the press conference yesterday obviously went really well. They answered everything, every questionnaire on the movement to come here to Las Vegas and the beginning process of what they're going to do. You can imagine that both the GM and the head coach with families, young kids, relocation, school, everything that happens. If you've ever moved before, you can imagine what it's like. Imagine being coaches that got to get right to work and evaluate this roster and get ready for evaluating college players and build up to the draft and see what happens in free agency. But that's the way coaches have always been wired. They're wired that way where they're constantly working. And we all know that the Raiders have had some grinding coaches over the years who work. And it seems like these two gentlemen who have come in are ready to hit the ground and get this thing going. For Raider fans yesterday, I think everybody's taking it in. Everybody understands that there's a lot of change. I thought Mark Davis really went through the process well and told you about what he wanted to do in evaluating these positions and taking the Raiders into the future. And really, this is what it's all about. It's about moving the franchise, football operations, coach and GM, to the next level of the success of the Raiders coming off a 10-win team and how quickly it will take them to get to 11-12 wins, how quickly it takes to get to the Super Bowl, how patient you need to be as Raider fans, and what's going to happen here going forward with the style of play, the style of play after we've all been through what I think we all agree is the best playoffs we've ever seen. The best playoffs in NFL history start with seven teams, as you know, and a bye week team. When you look at the six teams that played, we played playoffs into Monday, which was a really big deal, uh, into a Monday night football playoff game and all the rounds, and we saw Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, an underdog, the Rams hosting the Super Bowl going through the Niners, and Tom Brady's retirement today. I'll ask Josh McDaniels about that. That is the biggest story in the world today. In the world today is the retirement of Tom Brady, and we have a lot of sound. I was playing it last night on my show. All the sound is, I think Tom Brady was forced to wait a day because everybody tried to gun on him. So we wanted to make sure that he put it on his podcast first on Sirius XM and talked about that, and then he would move on to his retirement. I mean, he had to, he had to deliver for his audience on his podcast. That's his media platform now. And he had to do it on his own Instagram. 
and put it out on his own social media. So with all of that, anybody who thought he was going to retire before, he had to wait because everybody jumped on him and he wanted to wait. Now, did I think it would take a couple more days? Yeah. I didn't think he'd do it today, but he ended up doing it today. And we'll spend some time talking about that. But today's show is about the press conference yesterday, as you were able to meet over a streaming device, over the radio, or television, the new head coach and the GM of the team, and what you think about the process going forward. Yeah, I've been through this many, many times. And one thing is common. Raider fans are generally excited about the future. Even coming off a bad season, and this wasn't a bad season. This was a 10-win season. So Raider fans, when there is change, some fans don't like change. We just went through a relocation. It's about as big of a change as you can have in a sport when the Raiders move from Oakland to here. But now you have a situation now when it comes to the talent on this roster and some obvious change that's going to happen going forward and how you as a Raider fan is going to be able to deal with this. So that's where we're at today. The number is 702-365-9200 as we open up the show. And we are proud to welcome in the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh McDaniels. Coach, a pleasure. Thanks for doing this. Congratulations for you and your family on the move to Las Vegas. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be part of the program today. And uh, we are already feet on the ground. We're, we're ready to roll. We're excited to be here. I could tell from yesterday, a great day. I want to begin with the process, Coach, and how this came about. Every year your name comes up because of all the success you've had in New England as a coordinator. And why this time? Why was the timing right to come to Vegas with the Raiders? Well, I had mentioned yesterday that it, you know I, I had tried to be patient um, and I've tried to learn from all the experiences uh, that I've had in my career and uh, kind of knew that, you know, I, I was, you know, gearing, gearing up for maybe one more opportunity if I was so fortunate to get one, um, you know, and, and what did that look like? What did that opportunity look like? And when, when I was given the opportunity to come here and, and meet Mr. Davis and see this organization and hear their vision of what they're looking for, um, it really fit with with what I was looking for, uh, which is just a commitment to excellence. You know, in every area, uh, they they're a first class organization. They do everything right, and the people that I've met since I've been here, I've been so impressed with everybody in this in this organization in every area. And um, they they have a team that you know you have an opportunity to win. This is a team that went to the playoffs. Um, you know, and they have an opportunity to build something special here. And uh, that's what really struck me and um, couldn't, be, couldn't be more honored to, to serve as the head coach of, of the Raiders. Coach, it's interesting you mentioned Denver and what you learned from that. And I wanted to follow up with your patience along the way because it's, it would seem like you'd want to jump on another opportunity to prove everybody that you either matured from that, you learned from that. How You mentioned how you deal with people and players differently. What was that like for you? You were having tremendous success in New England, but in the back of your mind, when to make this move again, what would you learn about your patience with your family along the way? Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I, I really – tried to take it slow and um you know when i stepped back uh after my first opportunity and really tried to digest um you know what what did i do well what did i not do well uh why did we fail and i tried to really kind of systematically go through that and figure out how i could grow and what i needed to do different and then i then i tried to implement it and tried to put it into action uh, and really 
you know, had a number of years here recently with New England, uh, with our offensive staff, with our offensive players, uh, to try to go ahead and put that into action and just gain confidence in who I was, what I believe in, and how I would do it the next time. And, um, you know, there's been opportunities uh, that I've, you know, either had an opportunity to interview for or or what have you, and it just, you know, it never never totally fit what I was looking for uh, until this weekend. And so um, I learned a lot over the course of this process, the last 10 or 12 years, uh, and I feel like I've really matured as a human being and and I'm ready to I'm ready for this challenge and I'm excited. Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels joins us. So coach, what about building a staff? There are a lot of good coaches here. You saw the job Rich Basaccia did as an interim head coach to help the team get to the playoffs. Mark Davis talked about the bumpy ride throughout last season. What are you encouraged about as you get on the phone, Dave Ziegler and yourself and build the staff and try to bring in the coaches you want? Yeah, it's a, you know, this is a this is a destination that people are interested in, in you know, in coming to, you know, and um, there's there's some really good coaches here on the staff. We're working through that uh, process now. Uh, they did a great job last year of, of putting this team in position to be very competitive all the way through and into the postseason. Uh, and so we're going to we're going to try to take our time and make sure we do it right. We don't want to uh, rush it and, you know, and, and end up with, you know, a, a, a staff that we, uh, you know, need to make a bunch of changes on. We want to try to make sure we take our time and do it right. Respectful of everybody here, certainly. And there's a lot of people out there that that uh, I'm sure are interested in in working for the Raiders. So. We're, we're uh, hard at work right now. We were hard at work early this morning, and we'll continue to do that. It'll be a process that'll be ongoing here for a little while. Coach, how much are you looking forward to the evaluation process before you got this job, along with Dave as GM? I said one of the tougher processes will be evaluating all the players whose contracts are coming up. You want to keep the best players, but then you want to have salary cap relief to go out and get better players to build the team and build on the 10 wins here. Everybody seemed to ask you yesterday about the quarterback, Derek Carr, and I'll ask you, what do you like about his game last year and getting to know him? I know you're in that evaluation process, but what are you looking at with this quarterback going forward? Yeah, Derek's been a very competitive quarterback his entire career. He's won a lot of games, uh, certainly played at a high level last year. Um, you know, he, he's put this team in position, uh, you know, towards the end of the season multiple times. And, um, you know, having the opportunity to, to meet him the other day on the phone and get a uh, just get a handle on the kind of person he is. You can just tell how genuine he is about his faith, his family, uh, and how much he loves the game. And so uh, this was an exciting opportunity uh, for me as, as more of an offensive coach to have an opportunity to come and, and, and you know, be paired with a, a veteran quarterback like Derek who has had a lot of pelts on the wall and uh, I just hope I can, you know, get in here, evaluate the things that he does well, and then try to figure out and identify some of the things that we might be able to improve on uh, collectively together as an offensive unit to take this group to a, to another level. Wrapping it up with Josh McDaniels from your years in the AFC East, Coach. You had a stint with Denver in the West. The West has exploded now with the talent that we see in Kansas City, that classic game with Buffalo. They just lost to Cincinnati. You know Denver and especially what the Chargers are doing in L.A. Tell me about your excitement for the fight in this division in the AFC West to win it. Yeah, you 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 don't have to look very far to 
to find great competition. Um, and you know, the our attitude's going to be, hey, look, we're we're going to bring it every week, and we're we're not going to shy away from any challenge. Uh, we're excited to have the opportunity to compete against the best. Uh, we'll look forward to that. Our program is going to be uh, built on competition, and um, you know, we know we have some people that uh, are in our division, are in our conference that. Uh, certainly have been very competitive to try to reach, uh, you know, to the, the the final game of the season. And Cincinnati certainly earned that right the other day. So uh, we got a lot of work cut out for us. We're excited to uh, begin the evaluation phase, continue putting together our staff, and then ultimately build our roster and then uh, get our players back here in a few months and really uh, hit the ground running. So um, looking forward to the challenge, no question about it. Coach, finally, I get you on a big day, the day Tom Brady formally announces his retirement. I can't imagine. Imagine the emotions that you're going through with the relationship you had with Tom Brady, all those great victories and wins. What's going through your mind on that announcement today? Yeah, just tremendous gratitude. Um, you know, I spoke with Tom last night, and um, you know he's at peace uh, with his decision. Um, and what a what a tremendous tremendous career. Um, and I told him last night there will never be another another you, and uh, I really believe that. You know, he's. He's a genuine uh, person. He's an incredible human being, and obviously, he's he's a great, great football player. and And he'll always be, uh, you know, in my opinion, the the best that's ever done it at that position. So, um, just we should all be grateful uh, that we had an opportunity to be around Tom, to to coach him, to learn from him, to win with him. Uh, and to watch him and enjoy all the things he gave us uh, for his entire duration of the 22 years that he played. So uh, I think it's a great day for the National Football League to celebrate him and what he's meant to, to our game. And, Coach, last one, we all don't live in casinos. My wife went through it, your wife, your kids. I was excited you talked about your family. People around the country think we all live on the Strip. It's a vibrant community. The Raider Nation is now here. It's a global fan base. This will be my last question. What are you excited about for your family here in Southern Nevada and what you can explore going forward with your family and their growth? Yeah, this is really uh, a great opportunity for us. You know, we've been on the East Coast for for many, many years. And, um, you know, my wife and I have actually traveled out here a number of times and uh, been in Las Vegas. And and, uh, we're eager to get them out here, get them acclimated. Uh, my kids are enamored. My younger kids are enamored with the the time change and and the you know the the climate itself. So um, no, I, I couldn't be more excited personally. Uh, the people that we've met, the the people that have talked about living here, uh, have said so many great things about it. Uh, we're eager to get out here and and really get in ingrained into the culture and be a big part of this city. Coach, I'll see you in the building. Welcome to the Raider Nation. Thank you so much. You got it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Look forward to it. You got it. Josh McDaniels, new head coach of the Silver and Black. As we talked about the evaluation process, the growth of him coming from the Denver years as a head coach, uh, the staff, you know, the staff, there's only so much I can ask about the staff, and he's going through that evaluation process now. Tom Brady and his life with Tom Brady, which is incredible. I mean, a lot of Tom Brady's success has to do with Josh McDaniels and Josh McDaniel's success tied to Tom Brady, and we get him for the first time, the first time, and we get him right now on the day Tom Brady retires. And it's a massive story in the Raider Nation that he's got this job. And hopefully we'll talk to him a bunch in the future, but I had to put some time away with Tom Brady here. It's a big, big story. So let's talk about not only what he said, but what he said yesterday. 
and how Raider fans need to get their head wrapped around this. No matter who you liked, if you weren't a Patriot, you know, you're not a Patriot fan, how do you deal with someone coming over to individuals from there? I think the future is very bright if they get this right. Right? He understands it. He talked about the team, 10 wins, and what they have to build on. So it becomes now patience with how much patience Raider fans have and where is the bar set. This hire was made, and I know this from my conversations with Mark Davis, this move was made to take the Raiders to the Super Bowl level. Not that the other coaches couldn't have got there. Anything could have happened. They had the ball against Cincinnati with an opportunity to tie the game and go into overtime and win it, and Cincinnati's in the Super Bowl. So we all know that. But the question is, we know the weaknesses of this team. We know that roster development is very important. I look forward to talking to the GM, Dave Ziegler, whenever we can get that going because I want to ask him about his philosophy and what they're trying to do in this evaluation process. As I told you, I thought Mark Davis did a nice job. The decision that he made was going to either stay in the building with Basachi and not all the coaches, some of them, whoever he was going to keep, keep, go outside the building, which he did. But he did what he thought was the best move to get two people to work together who are not up-and-comers. Okay, Josh McDaniels is no up-and-comer. He could have had any job in this league the last 10 years. All he had to do was raise his hand and say, I'm ready to go. And again, what happened in Indianapolis, backing out in Denver, he's explained Denver, I think, really well. The only answer he could have to the media yesterday and to me is that he learned from the mistakes he made. That was when he was 33, now he's 45. Wow. I, I look at the difference that I had in my life from 33 to 45. I could write a book on it. So that is going to be very important going forward, how he deals with the players. And as I told you with Mark Davis's decision, it's a very complicated decision what's going on here, taking a 10-win team and trying to take it to the next level with a new coaching staff. Because mostly individuals in this position get these jobs after the team won three, four, five, six games, and the coaches get fired because they didn't produce. This coaching staff produced. So I, I really am excited to see what happens next with his process of what he and Dave Ziegler are going to do to try to build it. Will there be more Patriot names coming? I would assume. I was encouraged. Could he keep some of the coaches here? Why not? But that will be their decision to see what happens. And I had a lot more to ask him. I wanted to talk about the history of him. He's got an interview right now. He's on NFL radio. He's doing a whole bunch of media today, but he came to us first, which thanks to Will Kiss and the Raiders for giving us that opportunity today. I wanted to talk to him about Renfro and compare him to Welker, Edelman, Amendola, Max Crosby, the defense, the style of defense there, but we only have about 10 or 12 minutes with him. So I wanted to get in the important questions that I thought we needed to get in in our first interview with him. So the Raider Nation now has the ability to do something, to do something that is going to be Hard for some Raider fans, but I'm an expert on this because I dealt with the transition from Oakland to Vegas, and people thought that I was the reason behind the move, right? Bobby's laughing. Like, I had, I had, I had the shipping orders done, and I was trying to get the team to move. I dealt with that. I've dealt with plenty of new coaches coming in. I think the world of the former coaches and the former executives, you know that, and I'm behind this guy. Because this is my priority on radio and in life, to help the Raider fans have a portal to talk about championships. That's all I've ever wanted to do is put more Raiders, legends, coaches on the air and give you an opportunity to interact. That's it. That's my agenda here. So is it going to work? How quickly is it going to work? 
This is a big swing. This is standing in the box for Mark Davis and not trying to hit a single up the middle. This is a, trying to hit a home run. And it takes an aggressive owner to do this, the resources to do this. And I think for Josh McDaniels, the timing, the timing was right. And hey, everybody, no matter what you think of this new coach, there were plenty of other owners that wanted him as the head coach. And look at this process now as other teams are waiting. They'd all love to have Josh McDaniels. There are a couple of teams out there playing musical chairs going, what? What? Who, who's left? Really? I got to interview him again? I, I don't. Mark Davis got the guy he wanted. And most importantly, he got the GM he wants to work together. So let's see how it works out. And let's see what you think about this and what's going to happen next. I mean, they're going to be super busy. But they're grinders. Another question I'll say for next time is I wanted to talk to him about his evolution of practice because he goes back far enough when they used to do padded practices. Now they don't. It used to frustrate Coach Gruden all the time. And the fact that I think Josh McDaniels is that type of coach. He wants these guys available on the practice field. This is going to be an ass-kicking when you show up to his practice. You are going to work and grind. When you go in the film room with this guy, who's had more reps than anyone in the history of the league at this age. No one has had more reps than Josh McDaniels in the film room, on the practice field, in the meeting room than him. Now, how does he transition that to head coach, work with his other coaches so they can develop talent all over the field? And I'm fascinated by that, and I hope you are too. 702-365-9200 is that what's brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Jay in Vegas, start us off today on the flagship. Hello, Jay. Thanks for taking my call, JT, and uh, bear with me a little bit, man. I'm trying to fight through this COVID BS, yeah. you know. Uh, but, you know, that's not going to stop me from uh, giving my opinion because, JT, you roll out the red carpet for us to give our opinion, and that's much appreciated. So uh, when it was first announced that Josh McDaniels would be the head coach, you know, I, I wasn't concerned with the X's and O's. I was actually excited. I'm actually the other way. I'm so excited at, at what plays or, or, you know, what, what type of uh, – you know, uh, game plan that he's going to put together for, for, you know, for next year. So I was really excited about that. The only thing I was really worried about was was the mindset of the coach, given his track record, you know, mm-hmm. how things ended in Denver, you know, what happened mm-hmm. with Indianapolis and all that type of stuff. That's the only thing I was I was really concerned about. And, you know, uh, the three, actually the three takeaways that I take away from the press conference that I, I, I absolutely love from start to finish, uh, first being Mark Davis's admission that there was chaos last year Mm -hmm. and i love that he said that that there was chaos because there was and he's not lying to himself and he's not lying to the fans and when it comes to you know problems you know the first step to fixing a problem is admitting that there is a problem and mark davis is taking full admission and i love that i love that's part of why he's made the move you know why he's swinging for the fences with this move Mm -hmm. number two josh mcdaniels he admitted failure I, i love that levi asked that question he admit, admitted that, you know, he failed, you know, with his first stint as being head coach. You know, he, he could have easily dodged that question or danced around that question, and he didn't. He answered it like a man, looked, looked the man in the eye, and, and answered it. He could have easily went all sorts of ways with that question, but he didn't. He manned up, and I, and I like that. I love that. Uh, number three, Dave Ziegler saying, coming out and saying that the buck stops with him when it comes to personnel, draft, uh, you know, uh, the free agency and all that stuff, the buck stops with him. And I love that because that's the type of structure that we as a fan base need, uh, and especially what Mark Davis needs. He needs that. We need that type of structure. Yeah, I think the structure, and let me jump in, my friend. I got a lot of people to get to. Appreciate your call. Thank you so much. 
I think everybody understands the structure. The structure wasn't bad. I interviewed Rich Passaccia every week last week. The structure was great. The players loved the practice. They loved uh, resting up for the games and being prepared, and then they went on a winning streak. At the structure, Mark Davis wants to go in a different direction with football operations. He's the owner of the team. He has the right to do that. And this is the direction he's going to go in. Two guys that are friends, familiar with each other, that are going to work with their vision that Mark Davis loves. Look, after all these years, Mark Davis has tried a lot of different things. Okay, Some of it's worked, some of it hasn't. I always talk about on this show the maturity of Mark Davis and all he's been through since I've known him over 23 years and how I believe he's getting better and better as an owner. Yeah, some people say, well, you just say that because, yeah, you're right. I do say that because I know him. And everybody goes through evolutions in their life, owners, coaches, players, you know, quarterbacks, everybody. So now this is the next evolution of Mark Davis as an owner. And I had people asking me, what do you think? Did he swing too big? Is this too conservative? I said, I don't know. What I know that he likes what they did at the Patriots. <laughs> do we all get that? He likes what they did at the Patriots. So do I. A lot of people watched what Tom Brady did in the Patriots with Belichick and all of that. So he wants some type of that structure, if not all of it, over here, especially coming off the season and all the issues that he's dealt with. I mean, Dave Ziegler is not going to tuck these guys into bed every night at 3 in the morning. These guys are going to have to act accordingly. 99, 98% of the players on this team and who have been here since Vegas, even the players aren't here anymore, have all been great. There's been a couple isolated incidents with players who have gotten out of control, been in the wrong place at the wrong time. It could happen to these guys. You never know what a player is going to do once the sun sets. But you hope that all the players come to this organization now going forward and they know it's go time. This is about a Super Bowl run with Ziegler and McDaniels, and it's got to happen quickly. And I think that those are the guys who want to bring in their plan quickly. Chris in West Oakland on Raider Nation Radio. Hey, JT, you know, I'm, I, like to, I like to hire for one reason. Let me be on record. I've long said, you know, I'm not looking for a savior from New England. I believe Josh McDaniel learned a lot more from Tom Brady than Tom Brady was responsible for anything Josh McDaniel did. I think there's enough evidence of Patriot coaches failing elsewhere because they didn't get to take Tom Brady with them. But what I like about McDaniel is, is he does seem like he learned. He said all the right things about learning from Denver. He's a more mature guy, and he's going to be a stabilizing force for the franchise. I love the fact that in one of his first uh, interviews, he talked about the Raiders' offense. It wasn't a shot at the other coaching staff. It's what everybody said in the red zone. The big problem with their red zone was they were just too conservative. He said, we need to find a way to be more creative in the red zone and take more shots in the end zone. I love that aspect of it. And like I said, some of my friends, oh, we don't want anybody from New England. I got news for the Raider fans and all my brethren. We've never had a rivalry with New England. We got screwed on a snowy night 20 years ago. That's it. So get over the fact that we're bringing a couple of guys in from the Patriots. I believe the stabilizing force will be great. But what I'm really excited about is Dave Ziegler and the defensive side of the ball. Because the Patriots completely evaluate talent differently than the Raiders. They love ball hawks. They love playmakers. I think going forward... Dave Ziegler's evaluation of talent on the defensive side of the football could be what could really be huge and make this team take the next step, especially on that side of the football. So seems like we go through this every few years, JT, about coaches, and you know my feeling. 
hey, show me something first. We've changed coaches over and over. But this team won 10 years ago. This isn't a complete rebuild. And while I don't believe McDaniel's a savior and is responsible for Brady, I do believe at the moment he's the right guy to take this team forward and get it over the hump to consistently compete with the Kansas Cities and Buffaloes and the upper echelon of the AFC. I like the hire. It's going to bring stability, and I think the guy is going to do a hell of a job. And three years ago, I didn't think I'd say that. So let's get it done. Hey, we've had enough chaos and turmoil. It's time for 10 years of stability with this franchise so I can enjoy my golden years watching the Raiders (laughs) in the playoffs every freaking year. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Chris. Bobby's laughing because Chris finally likes something. I mean, Chris is hard, and he's diehard. I mean, he's diehard Oakland, and he wants this thing turned around which it feels like it's turned around, and they could start winning Super Bowls and playing at that level. I get it. I get it. This is, this is a guy that came in. This is not a fresh 33-year-old whiz kid who's coming in, a Zach Taylor or LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, or even you know what we've seen going to two Super Bowls, Sean McVay, who can coach. This is a guy who's done more than all of them when it comes to reps and having people ready to play on offense. He's the head coach. He's the offensive guy. Now they got to figure out the defense. They got to evaluate the talent that they have. And I think that's going to be the biggest decision out there. Listen, as a radio host, I've known that I've done this long enough to know there are going to be a tsunami of phone calls when players are not brought back or they are. Believe me, that is coming. And the maturity level of a fan base can handle that. And others are going to have the right to get upset. Their favorite player isn't back or a new player is brought in. That's part of the program. But that's coming because these guys are grinding right now to get this thing right because look at all the contracts that are expiring from players who did not do their job or did their job better than expectations. And they got to figure it out with the cap and have to have money to go get the players they want. That's the key to this move. Chris said it perfectly. They have a different way of evaluating. That's not, not, not a crack on Mike Mayock or Reggie McKenzie. These guys evaluate differently. Chris nailed that. Now they're going to go get their guys. And those guys are going to be different than possibly some of the players you've seen drafted and brought in via free agency. And that'll be interesting to see. Meet up Vegas, home gate like a champ Super Bowl weekend. Order now for free Las Vegas delivery this Friday. Go to meetupvegas.com, meetupvegas.com. Code word, JT Brick. I mean, how many times do you hear those commercials? Oh, my wife, well, don't start. Because uh, I got the meat hookup. My buddies laughing at me. They go, you go get your meat at the office in a car in the trunk like it's a scene out of Goodfellas. Yeah, I do, because I'm not going to be paying restaurant prices and, and the grocery store. I get my meat delivered to the house because it's better. Meetupvegas.com, code word JT Brick. There's a there's a long that's a long list. Um, look, he's. He's been, I'm, 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 as I mentioned, I'm blessed and fortunate to have had the experiences that I have. Um, I started in personnel, you know, back in 2001 when Laura made quite, quite a bit more money than, than I was making. And, um, and, and just he, he made you develop in every area as a, as a professional in this environment and gave us the opportunity to see the scouting side, gave us the opportunity 
to work on de- I had the opportunity to work on defense, you know, then flipped me over to the offensive side and, and had me, um, you know, coach the quarterback and, and kind of I saw the game, you know, in a lot of different perspectives and I was able to, and, you know, what I felt like was that's a really well-rounded approach um, as you're growing up in this game to have some understanding of what is the grading system, what does it mean, um, how do they attack us on offense when you're on defense, and then flip, flipping it over to the offensive side and, and understanding that and then, you know, tying it all together with situational football and game management, um, which is obviously a critical component to winning every game in the NFL. I mean, you, you lose a lot more games than you win uh, in this league, and if you can do some of those things really well, obviously that's going to impact your opportunity to win. So um, there's so many that I, I couldn't name them all, but, I mean, uh, you know, he just he gave me an opportunity to be well-rounded coming out of the organization, uh, and I'm very grateful for that. It was Josh McDaniels from the press conference yesterday. JT, back with you. Brought to you by Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Come on, Super Bowl, Super Bowl next week. Go out and get a couple of bottles of Charles Woodson's Bourbon Whiskey. Fantastic for your game day experience. So we just talked to the head coach, hear what he had to say, and now the process begins with the fans and what the fans' expectations are going to be. That's radio. That's flagship radio. And everybody's going to have an opinion. We respect everybody's opinion going forward. I think you're going to see these guys kind of disappear into the back now and grind and get ready for what's coming here. Free agency, no doubt about it. The draft, the evaluation of the current roster, there is a lot of work to do. And on top of that, Tom Brady's news today. T.J. Reeves, I'm happy we get him today. He's the Buccaneers sideline reporter. Good get today on the announcement of Tom Brady's retirement. Raider T in Walnut Creek. Go ahead, you're up next. Brick, i got to follow up on what Chris from West Oakland said. My uh, take is a little bit along his lines. Uh, When I first heard the rumors about McDaniels, I was a little disappointed about that. Then I got optimistic based on the more I heard. And the more I thought about it, I'm very excited about it. And I'll tell you why. You know, as fans, most of the time we're looking at different players and how this player matches up. Can we get somebody to match up with Kelsey? But oftentimes we overlook the coaching aspect of it. And for the majority of the time that Andy Reid has been with Kansas City, I have nothing but respect for Rich Passaccia and Gus Bradley and what they did. I'm 100% appreciative. But during the entire time Reid's been there, I think it's been pretty clear that they've had the edge in the coaching department. And I think we really needed to step it up. And I feel now with McDaniels, and I'm pretty confident he's going to bring in a smart defensive mind, that we're going to be at least on equal footing with Kansas City if not take a small step in front of them from the coaching aspect. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really like about um, or admired about the New England organization, watching them from afar, is how they were flexible and adaptable, both on offense and defense. <clears throat> First on the defense, that's a team that you, if you'd watch them week to week, depending on who they're playing, they would switch their defensive strategy from either 3-4 or 4 threes. They do creative things with just rushing two linemen. Mm. Um, So I think they're going to get to work and figure out how do we deal with Kansas City? How do we become better than Kansas City? How do we shut them down? And I'm confident these guys are going to do a good job Mm. doing that. In terms of the offense, it's the same thing, and I think it ties into last weekend's game with Kansas City, and I'll explain. Um, These guys were guys that, depending on the week, they were either running the ball 75% 75% of the time, or the next week they're airing it out. They're trying to identify what the weakness of their opponent is, and they're changing their game plan to deal with it. You know, they also had, you know, creative ways of dealing with things offensively. 
you know, most teams will have a weapon, a tight end or a slot receiver, but these are guys that were um, foregoing a number one receiver and attacking you with two tight ends. It was Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. They were attacking you with two slot receivers. Mm-hmm. It was Edelman and Welker. And a lot of teams aren't designed to right. stop that type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now let's. I got to wrap it up, my friend. I can't go 10 minutes to call. So wrap it up here. Put a bow on it. Okay. Kansas City was not able to adapt when Cincinnati made those mm-hmm. changes. Kansas City couldn't do anything about it. So I think that's where we leapfrog Kansas City. Yeah. We're going to become smarter than them. Yeah, I appreciate that. When you when you think of how to beat Kansas City, the way to beat them is on 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 the defensive upgrade. The defensive upgrade. You, I always say, embrace the shootout. That's what I always said. You go into the Kansas City game. Cincinnati was down twenty-one to three. Embrace the shootout. Get your ass back in the game by attacking them downfield. They are not great. Kansas City is not great on defense. But if you don't want to attack them and you want Mahomes to attack you every play, you're going to lose. And then the Raiders took a massive step back against Kansas City this year after almost sweeping them last year. So we all know this to be true. And I like former coaches and the former staff. We know this to be true with Josh McDaniels. He will have an offensive game plan, offensive game plan, better than anybody in the leagues. Period. He's supposed to. That's why he got the job. He's supposed to have all of that knowledge, all of those Super Bowls, six of them, all the extra experience to put together game plans that can go up against anybody. Some game plan. Hey, do we all remember that they beat Buffalo and Mac Jones was two of three for 19 yards? You think Josh McDaniel was in that meeting all week saying, hey, we're not throwing it. Everybody get this? We're going to practice this week in this crazy weather in Buffalo. We're not going to throw it, put it in the air. We're going to run it down their throat. They beat Buffalo. And that's the reason why Buffalo had to play Kansas City in Kansas City instead of Buffalo. So Josh McDaniels will be deeply involved with the offense, play calling, all of that. So the offense should be pretty good. The defensive side is the higher, whatever they're going to do. And for every problem that Gus had with red zone defense, which was atrocious, there were a lot of great plays on defense all year. The defense came through a lot. They were better than the offense in a lot of games where the offense couldn't get. The offense couldn't score as the defense was getting stops. Right? That's what happened there. And my other question for a future interview, again, after he makes more decisions, is going to be playing up-tempo. Because I think that Tom Brady played up-tempo a lot. And Tom Brady threw underneath a lot. But when he took his shots, Tom Brady was great with the tight end, as the caller just said. This tight end's Darren Waller. This slot receiver is Hunter Renfro. Josh Jacobs should be better, I believe, now in the passing game. I've always been surprised why Josh wasn't better in the passing game coming out of Alabama. Maybe there'll be some tweaks here. But, again, I'm, I'm saying this because I know some of them listen. The other coaches that we hear, Greg Olson, Johnny Morton, people I love and respect from everything they've done as human beings and coaches. This was just a regime change. It happens a lot in football. And a lot of people get hurt, and a lot of people have to move, and a lot of kids have to move. It's hard. And I've just asked everybody to respect that process here as we continue Passionate Ray to go ahead. Yes. Uh, hey, JT, how are you doing Good, today? Thanks. Thank you so Man, thank you so much for that with Coach, man, today. And that's just a blessing, man, that you're able to do this for us. So now that it's completely official, JT, I just want to tell Coach Rich Versace, man, I thank you from the bottom of my heart, Coach, for what you did with this team this year, for where you took us, for your heart, and for more importantly, what you taught those guys as men to bond together as a team. Because we haven't seen that in a long time, man. 
So moving forward, man, Coach McDaniels, you know, I pray that everyone starts leaving you alone now and talking, talking about the past. We can just move forward. We got faith in you, brother. We know you're going to do it. Let's go. Are you running a marathon today? What are you doing today? Running a marathon or something? Are you no, pushing to, a car? I had to run out and get my drink real quick, and I was running back into work, and then I was like, dang it, JT didn't tell Coach Coach McDaniels that Passionate Raider was coming. So thank you so much, JT. All right, buddy. Have a good day back at work. Always appreciate the guys who are at work and the gals who step outside of work, get on hold, and call the show. Thank you very much for that. 702-365-9200. We moved Jeff Sherman from the Westgate till tomorrow because we had the coach on here in the first hour. I wanted to get reaction. Kevin Bollinger will join us from Fox 5 next hour. And TJ Reeves, the Buccaneer sideline guy. Then on my national show tonight, we're doing a lot of Brady talk. I'm not doing a lot of Brady talk right now. We'll do a little bit in the next hour, and we'll get into that. As the greatest of all time, retired. And the Raiders get his coach. Got his offensive coach. That's got to mean something. Tom Brady was far and away the best quarterback of all time. No debate. And Josh McDaniels got six Super Bowl rings with him. It's got to transfer over to Vegas. Yeah, I, th- I think like, and, and, and I know Josh talked to Derek. I had a great conversation with Derek myself yesterday. And, you know, I think the one thing that, that um, you know, we all understand is, is there's going to be a process of us learning Derek, Derek learning us, um, and, and fitting all those pieces together. And I think that's going to be step is building the relationship, understanding um, what Derek does well, um, Derek understanding what, what Josh and the offensive staff is trying to build. And I think as that collaboration goes, um, you know, we'll, that, then you kind of see how everything fits together. And I think until you see how everything, you know, you have to see how everything fits together and, and kind of work from that point. And, and we're just really excited to um, have Derek here. And, and to get to know him and, and get to know his strengths and um, get to work with him in our system. That is Dave Ziegler. Everybody should get on board with him. He's got a Herculean task in front of him as he wants to get to the next level with this team evaluating everything. And if Mike Mayock said it all the time, we evaluate every position all the time, and Ziegler comes in, I think the same thing's going to happen. Everybody will get evaluated. There's certain players who should be back. They are protected financially. They, they don't make a lot of money. They're still on you know, short-term contracts off of rookie contracts or other players that deserve a bump if they want to have them and more money. And then the quarterback. And the quarterback question is real. You know, If you're going to sign Derek, if both of these guys like Derek, then go sign them long-term. But I never get in the way of the money of the quarterback or the owner. I, I, I water ski behind the boat. I don't go on the right side or the left side of the wake in the choppy water. I don't get in front of a man's money. So whatever Derek decides he's worth and what Mark Davis believes he's worth, along with the coach and the GM, that'll be what Derek gets or gets offered that opportunity. But there are a lot of other players who will not be back because they're not Ziegler guys. They're not Josh McDaniels players. They don't fit their new scheme. And what is the new scheme? They're going to let us know more of that. But we should have a pretty good understanding about what Josh McDaniels wants to do with the offense. He wants to attack. He wants to be explosive. Mark Davis and him were laughing about that term yesterday, explosive, and how they want to do that. Well, do it. Play faster. Play up tempo. Have the quarterback attack more downfield. 
And you got to do the offensive line. That's another big elephant in the room. The offensive line. How many offensive linemen do you need to get? Did you notice that Kansas City, when they lost their offensive linemen over the last couple of years, they went out and got really good offensive linemen around the league. They didn't score around. They went out to the best offensive line free agents, and they went and got them. I think the Raiders need to do that, and that costs money. That costs big money. So if you want to get a really good right tackle or you want to get a right guard who's a pro bowler, go get him because Colt Miller's under contract. Leatherwood's going nowhere. He's a young player who plays a lot and had his moments. Andre James, I don't know the philosophy of what they're going to want to see with him at the center position. they got to evaluate that tape. And the Richie Incognito saga of two years and not playing, which is unfortunate. You know, Richie would fit in any program at any time. He loved the Raiders. He just couldn't get on the field. And then you got to find out what you're going to do. Everybody who says, well, the Raiders got to go draft a high first-round wide receiver. Really? Okay, so who? who, who you, you wanna, how are you going to do that in the 20s and get a pick like that? You're going to wait for the next Jamar Chase? Go get Devontae Adams. But that costs a lot of money, and he could be franchise tagged. But Derek's got a relationship. And, and hopefully that can help along the way. They need a wide receiver and two offensive linemen. Let me repeat. They need two offensive linemen and a wide receiver before they do anything. And they tried and they, they swing and miss. They continue to swing and miss on linebacker other than Perryman. Perryman played and went to the Pro Bowl. Littleton, how is Littleton going to make this team? Unless they put him in a new scheme and that would be a 3-4. And would Max like the 3-4? And when he's getting double teamed, then he's not now. Do you really have a 3-4 with Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby? So all of this is very complicated on the personnel side. I have confidence, a lot of it, that Dave Ziegler is going to look at the talent and the money and go, yeah, yes, no, maybe, and then they're going to do this for the next couple of weeks or months, and it's all going to fall out, and we're going to see who's left. And that's football. That's always been football, going back to Vince Lombardi. Every year, you make tough decisions. Jimmy Johnson was one of the best at it. Personnel-wise, he'd do whatever it'd take to bring in better players than the players that he had. And they won a bunch of Super Bowls. Andy Reid's had a great advantage in this league. He got Mahomes. Mahomes fell to him. He was able to get Kelsey to develop in maybe into one of the greatest tight ends, if not the greatest of all time. When it's all said and done, he's going to be on the short list. And then you find a guy like Tyreek Hill, and the Raiders found the next Tyreek Hill and Ruggs. They got him. Ruggs was supposed to be the next Tyreek Hill, and we know what happened there. So now you got to go find out who is going to be your speed, speed receiver. So that makes Josh McDaniels' offense explosive with that type of player, not Deshaun Jackson. Okay, not that. You need someone who's 23, 24 years old, who knows how to run routes, is proven, or you're going to have to take a shot on that in the draft. But you got to get offensive linemen. Oh, you got to get offensive linemen. And that's got to be a huge priority going forward. That's it. Tom Brady retired today. How do you feel about that? The greatest of all time. Where were you when it was made official on Tuesday, February 1st, 2022? Tom Brady steps away from the game. How would you like to have his retirement? You think they got to look at the uh, checking account balance when the receipt comes out of the ATM? I mean, he can do whatever he wants, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5 coming up.